0: Oh, geez. Oh, man. The magic. Get, get, get. No no respect at all. No respect at all. Um, that, that That's Roddy Dangerfield, kids. Uh, look him up. The Orlando Magic completely disrespected by ESPN and by CBS and by a whole bunch of other people. How they get that respect back. It's time to talk about it on today's Locked On Magic.
1: You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 21st, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, ESPN, CBS, and a whole bunch of other sites put out their top 100 players in the NBA, and there are noticeably no Magic players on them or few Magic players on them and some odd decisions elsewhere. We're going to chat about this and how the Magic actually gets some respect around the league. Um, I know Magic fans are going to talk about it, so we're going to talk about it here. Um, uh, Bad Rodney Dangerfield impersonations aside, you can, of course, follow me on Twitter at md. And before we get into that, of course, thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day Every day. Remember, there's great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA, plus great NFL podcast too. Just check them out wherever you download podcasts, search for Lockdown, and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. So, let's not beat around the bush. Let's get right to it. Uh, we are a week away from training camp, a week away from the start of the NBA season, or at least when I consider the start of the NBA season, maybe people consider it to be October, maybe some people consider it to be Christmas, maybe some people consider it to be April. Those people are lame. Um, we're excited for the start of training camp next year, and so obviously all the news sites that cover the league are doing their part to pump up excitement for the league, generate conversation, and so I am going to take the bait. I'm not going to take the other bait that was laid out yesterday, or the other bait that was laid out yesterday. I'm going to take the bait on ESPN, uh, and uh, yeah, let's let's get let's get into it. Um, so ESPN. Does their NBA rank project? It's not as scientific as it used to be. Um, it's essentially just a survey of what everyone thinks about the players in the league and, and, and sparks debates over the top. Now, look, the Magic do not have one of the top 25 players in the league. We're not here to argue that. I'm not ready to say that Franz Wagner's in that elect group, that select group, or Wendell Carter's in that select group. That's just not the case. Um what we are here to argue about, though, is the just general lack of Magic players on this list. In ESPN's top 100, there is only one Magic player on the list. And it's not Wendell Carter. It's not Franz Wagner. It is Paolo Bancaro at number 87. Uh, and, look, I'm not opposed to putting Paolo Bancaro in a top 100 player list already. Um, they, you, you hype up rookies. Paolo Bancaro is quite possibly the best rookie in this class um, and this was before the Magic drafted him. I believe that he was—I believe that he was the most likely to win Rookie of the Year. Paolo Banchero is the kind of guy that should be able to come right into the NBA and make an impact. I have no problem with ranking Paolo Bancaro. I honestly have no problem where they ranked him at 87. No big deal. The big deal is that he is the only Magic player in the list, and a similar list from CBS had only one Magic player on their list as well. That'd be Franz Wagner at number 97. Again, I I think that's low for Franz, but to me, this is just clearly not watching the Magic play, not giving any credence to to to, to who this team is and the, and the talent that they have. To me, this is perception beating reality, and we're gonna get into a little bit of that on the back end. But let's dive a little bit deeper into the rankings, especially the ESPN rankings. On ESPN's NBA rank, and this is why this list is just so egregious, every single member of the all-rookie first team made the top 100 except for Franz Wagner. Josh Giddy, Josh Giddey had a great year. Do not get me wrong. A lot of reasons to be excited about Josh Giddy. Don't at me, Oklahoma City Thunder fans. I agree he should be in the top 100 too. I'm not arguing that Franz should replace Josh Giddy here. Josh Giddy, who was on the second team, Again, very good year. Made the top 100. Why is Franz Wagner not on this list? Why is Franz Wagner not on this list? Now, there is something to say about consistency, um, but certainly Franz, outside of his December run when the team was racked with COVID and someone had to do the scoring, Franz didn't have these big burst games. He didn't have these giant statistical games, and I'm sure these rankings were made Before Eurobasket took place, so the votes were made before Eurobasket took place, and I'm sure a lot of people's opinions about Franz Wagner have changed since Eurobasket. But even before Eurobasket, I I don't know how you watched even a second of Franz Wagner and didn't come away thinking like this. I don't know if this guy is a super duper star, and and and, you know I'm probably a little bullish on a little more bullish on Franz, and a lot of people though again Eurobasket changed a lot of opinions. Um, They're all very, very excited to see him play. Um, This guy is a top 100 player in the league. Like, no doubt. One of the best rookies in a very good rookie class. And a guy that is only going to get better. Again, don't at me here, Warriors fans. I like Jonathan Kuminga. I think Jonathan Kuminga is a very good pick. Um, I understand the upside play on him. If Golden State had Franz Wagner, they would still be champions and probably be a little bit better because... Franz, do, Franz would fit that system so well. It, it like drives me nuts that A, the Magic have him, and B, that he would have slid right in and done really, really well in the Golden State ecosystem and, and I think been a really good player for them. This is the kind of player Franz is, and, and just saying that just makes me believe that you can't look at him and say he's a good stats, bad team guy. It's not like he was overshooting. It's not like he's gunning for stats. He had decent efficiency, especially for a rookie. And like I've said in my Eurobasket podcast earlier in the week, if you just have Franz Wagner play more efficiently than he did last year, doing all the same things, he's going to be a really good player. Like the, He doesn't have to add these these ISO stuff that, that a lot of Magic fans want to see him play. If he does what he did last year but better, he is going to be a very, very good player. So leaving Franz Wagner off a top 100 list, frankly, that should completely disrupt regard the list entirely so ESPN you're on notice this is just a bad list it's a bad ranking it's lazy if you want to do just a top 25 just do a top 25 ignore the other 75 players that you get completely wrong or that you get completely wrong but this isn't even the worst thing that they did it's bad this is this isn't even the worst thing the list both CBS and ESPN leave off Wendell Carter in favor of centers who are maybe a little more role specific, but clearly worse players than Wendell Carter. Look, I get it. Wendell Carter left a bad taste in everyone's mouth with how Chicago handled him. Um, and I am at, and do at me Bulls fans on this one because the Bulls completely botched Wendell Carter. They killed his confidence. They didn't know what to do with him. They crowded him out. They they gave up. Uh, they they gave up and mismanaged a really talented player. Um, Coming out of the draft, you know, I'm guilty of saying this too. He's a jack of all trades, master of none, but he really is a jack of all trades. And if you can't figure out how to use a player like that, then that's your fault, not the player's fault, necessarily. Not necessarily, maybe not. And in Wendell's case, it's certainly the team's fault because when he came to Orlando, he started to do everything. He added a little bit of a three point shot, he was a versatile player, he was a tough defender. No one, you know, go look at the stats of how he defended Joel Embiid. He was really good against elite centers in the league, and no one is really talking about it. Um, Because, again, no one watched him play. But to see players like, to see Wendell Carter, who maybe, you know, again, not inefficient at all. It's not like he's a good, I mean, again, there's always this problem when you're dealing with teams at the bottom of the standings. Are they good stats on a bad team type players? Um, Wendell Carter is not that. And So I'm going to explain a little bit more about why Wendell Carter's absence is so bad, and the players ranked ahead of him are so bad—not that the players are bad, but ranking them ahead of Wendell Carter is so bad. Um, coming up here in just a moment. But first, let's get a quick word in from our pals at Bet Online. You see the fancy banner on the bottom? That's that's exciting. Uh, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. They even have futures odds for Paolo Bancaro to be Rookie of the Year. He is the favorite as well as over-under odds for his stat line. Now, The last I checked, I believe, was like 17.5 points per game, 8.5 rebounds per game. So you can bet on how good Paolo Bancaro is going to be. Hit that over. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So, let's dive back into Wendell Carter then. Um, Wendell Carter had just a really good season for the Orlando Magic last year. Um, you know, I think all of us are, are super excited uh, about his potential and what he can become. Um, and, and, and there's just no denying that he is he, he's probably the, the just currently, not future potential, currently the best player uh, on the Magic right now. Um, that's that's honestly the truth, um, but uh, unfortunately, it, it still seems like he's kind of hidden, so to speak. Um, he's kind of hidden as far as what people expect of him and 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 or, and, and, and getting beyond it. Um, Carter averaged, what, 15 points per game, 8 rebounds per game last year? He was one of the best—certainly uh, the best player on the Magic last year. But 15 points per game, 8.8 rebounds per game. Just a good efficiency, too. He shot like a 57% effective field goal percentage. Like, he was—you like you could argue that a lot of the Magic's problems are good stats, bad team guys, because someone's got to do the scoring. Someone's got to get the points for the team. But— it's not like these guys are shooting inefficiently. Franz Wagner did, did not shoot inefficiently. He was above fifty percent effective field goal percentage. Like the reason why maybe we're a little bullish on Cole Anthony or or we're not at you know like me personally, I'm not as like in on Cole Anthony as some other people. And again, he can get there. I'm not saying he can't get there. Is because Cole Anthony took a lot of shots, missed a lot of shots, didn't have a lot of efficiency. You know, Jalen Suggs has the same issue. It's why we're hitting pause, but we're all in on Franz and all in on Wendell because they. Played in ways that are going to be successful when they're winning, and so to me, that's why it's baffling to see how, frankly, disrespected Wendell Carter is, especially on this list. He's not mentioned anywhere on the CBS list. He's not mentioned anywhere uh, on the ESPN list. But here are some players that were listed. We're not even going to dive too deep into the into this into this thing. On ESPN's list. Boston Celtics forward Grant Williams was number 99 with 7.8 points per game and 3.6 rebounds per game, coming off the bench. Grant Williams is a good player. I like him a lot. He ain't Robert Williams. He ain't the Time Lord. Grant Williams is not Wendell Carter. And 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 for any again, for anyone to think that Wendell Car that Grant Williams is worse than Wendell Carter tells me you're only watching nationally broadcast games. Tells me you're not at you know again the Magic haven't done anything for you to pay attention to them. That even just looking at a box score every once in a while would tell you, oh, this Wendell Carter guy is pretty good. And like I said, one of the best, you know, had one of the best outings defensively against Joel Embiid in two games this season, as well as Nikola Jokic. He was a good defensive presence for this team, a great screener, a great passer, all that. Let's dive a little bit deeper. Mitchell Robinson, the New York Knicks was number 98, 8.5 points per game, 8.6 rebounds per game. He doesn't even have the excuse that he played for a winning team. I get it. Mitchell Robinson is a great shot blocker. He plays for the Knicks. People pay attention to the Knicks for some reason. Don't at me, Knicks fans. You know you know it. People pay attention to the Knicks like they are a title contender when they are not. They were a bottom feeder just like the Orlando Magic last year. So why is Mitchell Robinson ranked ahead of Wendell Carter? Brandon Clark of the Memphis Grizzlies, another fine young player, number 94 with 10.4 points per game. Now again, Grizzlies were a title contender, but Brandon Clark was largely coming off the bench this year too. Wendell Carter to me is a clear starter in this league. He's a clear, you know, I'm not not saying he is an all-star by any means, but he is a really solid player. Like I I've laid out all the facts for you. And every single one of those players granted different roles, but no one's expecting Grant Williams to ever be a starter in this league. He is always going to be... A reserve, and frankly, he was on the edge of the Celtics' rotation. The fact that he was in both ESPN and CBS's list it is it's frankly just lazy. It means you're not going through every team's roster, ranking every every player on, on every team, and saying, "I need to take this guy before this guy" or or, or whatever. It's essentially you are ignoring the magic completely, and that's fine, whatever. Um, but if you're gonna take if you're gonna do these lists, like you gotta be serious. Um, And honestly, this is one of my biggest complaints about national coverage of the NBA. It's just very clear that national writers, for the most part, and there are exceptions, uh, shout out to Zach Lowe, shout out to plenty of other guys who watch the entire league, but there are a good chunk of national writers uh, who have influence and work for these national sites that do not... um, that do not watch the entire league and openly admit they do not watch the entire league. Um, you know, again, I get it. Orlando is a small market. We're a bad team right now. Um, there's a lot of people who are excited about what the Magic are doing and building, but no one's paying attention to what we do. But even a basic look at the stats would tell you, like, you know, maybe this Wendell Carter guy should be in there. Franz Wagner was first, rookie, first uh, was all-rookie first team. Maybe he should be in these lists. It's... it's it's just a little bit lazy. Now, I'm going to turn my attention over to our, our friends at Bet Online. In partnership with Lockdown NBA, they came up with a list of the top 50 players who move the market, who move betting lines. And yes, I'm going to spoil it here. There are no magic players on this list. And to that, I say, well, that makes sense. Unlike these top 100 lists that are purporting to name the top 100 players in the league. I agree the Magic do not yet have a player that's going to move betting lines. Um, if anything, seeing Orlando is probably an extra minus three to whatever team that they're playing because you know, the Magic have had a rough go of it over the last decade. Uh, I, I'm i not complaining because I don't have to do extra work, but um, you know you look at the list of, of the top 50, and you can check that out on the Lockdown NBA feed, both the podcast feed as well as the YouTube feed. Um, You, you look at that list, and— it's you know maybe you could argue that Paolo Bancaro can can get there. He's got to prove it on the court. Um, he's got to show that he is a needle mover on the court before we really anoint him anything. ESPN's write up uh, talking about Paolo Bancaro noted that he's on this list because he is the front runner for rookie of the year. Um, that's the only reason the Magic have any player in an ESPN top one hundred, despite really having three top one hundred players. Like let's let's be real, you know. I could you could make an argument for Cole Anthony too to get there. I you could I could make an argument for Markel Foltz. Wendell Carter, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro should all be top one hundred players in the NBA. And and they are top one hundred players in the NBA. I I, I will uh, those three names that I I named in, that were in front of Wendell Carter, I would nix Went Mitchell Robinson, I would nix Brandon Clark, I would nix Grant Williams. There are players in between them that you should absolutely nix in favor of these guys. And and frankly ESPN amend your list. Get get do do what's right and 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 figure out why three two at least two really good players were left off your list and delegitimize the whole project for you. Um again, if you want to just name a top 25 players in the league, just name a top 25 players in the league, you won't get these complaints from from people like me. Um you know, again, you look at it, yes, Oklahoma City has Shai Gilgeous-Alexander, they have Josh Giddy, they have Chet Holmgren on their on that list, you know, They'd probably argue that they might want a few other players. There's certainly teams near the bottom of the standings that would argue. But honestly, you look at the Magic compared to the Thunder or the Rockets, and again, this is no offense to the Thunder or the Rockets. Like I said, Shea Gildas Alexander deserves to be in the top 100. Josh giddy deserves to be in the top 100. Jalen Green deserves to be in the top 100. The Magic are probably have probably more kind of older young young players or older older young veterans, if that makes sense, that should be in consideration for this. The bottom line, though, like I said, is this. The Magic are not a team that people are watching. The Magic are not a team that people are paying close attention to. And at the end of the day, only one thing matters. These lists do not matter. And if you want to be on these lists, if you want this attention, you got to prove it. You got to prove it the only way you can. Talk about that coming up here in just a moment.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: If if you listen to the show enough, um, you can tell I, uh, my my dander's a little bit up by this. Uh, you know, I I am. I, I, I do get upset about these things. That the, the biggest thing that frustrates me about in national NBA media is that not everyone, but there are definitely very prominent national NBA media members, and it's not just ESPN that openly admit they do not watch the entire league. Um, that open that are very like bragging almost about. Their lack of knowledge, um, and, and yes, I get it. I cover a team that is at the bottom of the standings. We are fans of a team that's at the bottom of the standings. I have a long-standing belief that Orlando as a city um, is very much trying to make its way and get notice for itself. Um, I very much believe Orlando as a city uh, is, it, you know, is is trying to. Form its own identity, and, and you know, like I remember this growing up. I would get upset when, you know, during the Team Ac era, when Magic highlights would be in the C block of ESPN. So you know, this is that. Even though I'm not so obsessed with this idea anymore, I, I fully acknowledge that this is something that is very much part of. I, I don't think it's just me. I think it is an Orlando thing where. We want people to notice us. We want we want to be more than Disney. We want to get out of Miami's shadow, out of Tampa's shadow. Um, you know, we're not Jacksonville. Love you, Jacksonville. Just kidding. Don't 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 hate me. Don't hate me fans in Jacksonville. I love, I love, I love Javel. Um, Duval, that's three three years, right? Um but uh but Orlando very much is is a city that that's that's trying to form its own identity. And and you know, whether you want to believe it or not. The Magic coming to Orlando was the official signal that Orlando could be its own city, um, and, and the Magic are very ingrained into the city's identity and very ingrained into a lot of things about this city. Um, you know, again, why did the UCF national championship thing that that still gets people upset that that aren't from around here? I embrace it. UCF won that national championship. The NCAA recognizes it. But um, why did I, why did that catch fire? I think. Uh, because it was a way for Orlando to kind of assert itself and, and, and as a city, not just as a univ- not just as a young university trying to prove its way, but as a city to assert itself on a national stage and in in a major way. Um, again, Orlando City soccer is is I think really exciting because it 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 or was really exciting, still is, um, because it, it felt like the first thing that was truly Orlando unique. Everyone came to Orlando City. Uh, as a first-time MLS fan, essentially. And, and it became everyone's team. You know, again, I know Magic players have complained about it in the past. I know Magic fans complain about it. People—Orlando's still a very trans, uh, transit city. People move here from other places. We're going to get a lot of Boston fans on opening night against the Celtics. We got a lot of Knicks fans on opening night against the Knicks. Jalen Suggs had to shout down Bulls fans as the Magic were stomping on them uh, in a game in January. That's going to be the reality of being an NBA fan in Orlando, especially when the Magic are not at the very, very top of the league. And so the bottom line is this when it comes to attention nationally. Everything you do is earned on the court. Like, uh, uh, I'm fine arguing these ESPN lists. I, I don't think too much about them because at the end of the day, you control what you can control. And ultimately, if you want respect in this league, You earn it on the court. Why does no one know how good Franz Wagner is? At least until Eurobasket. Because no one watches the Orlando Magic every night and and appreciates his consistency, especially at his age. Eurobasket doing it on a big stage, all of a sudden now everyone's buzzing about Franz Wagner and how good he can be. Why does no one know how good Wendell Carter is? Why is Wendell Carter off these lists? Because nobody's watching the Orlando Magic. Nobody's paying attention to what this team does. I haven't looked. I know ESPN put out their future power rankings today. I imagine the Magic are still somewhere in the 20s. Maybe they've risen up to the teens because people are that hyped on Paolo Banqueiro. Um And the Magic are set up really well financially. They've got now the, the training facility when they are ready to strike in free agency. They, they got a lot of things going for them. And you can feel both excitement here in Orlando and among NBA observers who do pay attention to the entire league you can feel everyone saying this Magic team is going to be fun. Um, honestly, I'm looking forward to Zach Lowe's league pass rankings. I'm sure the Magic will have their highest league pass ranking since Dwight. Like, uh, honestly. Like, uh, I know Zach Lowe is, is, is a secret Magic fan. We, we love Zach Lowe here. Um, we, are, we are Zach Lowe fans here. Um, but this is going to be a fun Magic team and people are going to watch this team and there is going to be some attention put. Um, I am not afraid to say this. That Magic game against the Oklahoma City Thunder on November 1st on TNT, the Magic's first non-bubble TNT game since the first year after Dwight left, I believe, against the Miami Heat um, when LeBron just torched Earl Clark, for Earl Clark. Um, that, is, that is a big game that's going to set expectations for the whole season. It's going to set the national narrative for the Magic for the whole season. You ask most people, they probably don't even remember the Magic made the playoffs in 2019 and 2020. This franchise has been irrelevant for a decade, has been absent from the national stage for a decade, aside from giving up 60 points to James Harden, giving up 60 points to Kyrie Irving, giving up a 50 point game to LeBron, or a 50 point game to Joel Embiid, or a 50 point game, a couple of 50 point games to Stephen Curry. We've been the other side of the highlight in a lot. The Magic have been the other side of the highlight in a lot of big moments over the last decade. The only way that narrative changed, the only way that perception changes, is to win. Is to give people a reason to watch. And certainly, everyone hopes that Paolo Bancaro can be that star, that first real big star the Magic have had since Dwight Howard left 10 years ago. We'll have to see if that's the case. We have to see it on the court. So ultimately, what these lists say, what, what, what all these rankings say is it's not entirely disrespect to the players, although it is disrespectful to the players. And, and, and again, just not appreciating the work that they put in and, and the jobs that they've done and the way that they played. It's an acknowledgement, it's a statement that the Magic aren't winning enough, the Magic aren't doing enough to grab eyeballs. Now, you could grab eyeballs one of two ways. You can do something outlandish, you could have these gaudy, gaudy stats... Or you could do it the way that's ultimately going to have lasting power. And that's to win. In this league, ultimately, winning is all that matters. It doesn't matter how many numbers you put up. No one, you know, besides their local fans in Sacramento, no one remembers Kevin Martin. Besides the local fans in Golden State, no one remembers Monte Ellis. Honestly, besides fans in Houston, no one remembers Steve Francis that much. At the end of the day, you are judged by your winning. And the perception of how good you are, the perception of where you stand in the league is ultimately determined in the standings, not by anything else. And so the Magic this year are focused on doing more to win, on doing more to get more Ws in that left column. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, TuneIn, in. Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the footballs and all the podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For later latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We're going to talk more about uh, about kind of training camp philosophy and, and what the Magic are trying to get out of camp and this season coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. Plus, away the Magic can get a whole lot more out of the season than we all think. We'll get to that tom- on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Now that you're done listening to us, thank you for making us your first listen or whatever number listen we are. Go check out the NBA Top 50 on Locked On NBA for your second listen. Which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked On and the Bet odds makers present the NBA Top 50 Most Valuable Players. Find it on Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Send all angry complaints. To them, not to me. Um, I'm 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 cool with the list and I'm cool not to do the extra work. Um but that'll do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Until next time for magic. Locked on magic next time for another episode.